Welcome to the Lucas Roberts Leadership Podcast, a podcast all about leadership, ministry, and personal growth. The goal? To help you lead well from the start in your personal and vocational ministry. I'm your host, Lucas Roberts. Welcome to the Lucas Roberts Leadership Podcast. This is the episode number two, and I'm super thankful for you tuning in today. Guys, I'm so excited. This has been now a full month of podcasts and blogs and posting online, and I'm just so excited for what God is doing uh, kind of in and through my personal life, and uh, I'm really, really so thankful that I get to share some of these insights with you guys. Um, yeah, head on over to leadwellfromthestart.com. There's lots of conversations happening uh, on Facebook, um, and yeah, I would just love to obviously get connected with you guys as much as I possibly can. Without much further ado, I want to share with you the conversation that I had with my friend Bobby Lane. Uh, this is a, about a month ago. We sat down and talked about leadership and, uh, and, and kind of feeling that call to get into vocational ministry. And what does that look like uh, right when you're finished high school? What are the first kind of steps you have to do to get into worship ministry? And so Bobby has been kind of planning his route for the past little while and uh, officially started college He's doing a music industry arts program at Fanshawe College in London, which is just a great, fantastic program for understanding the music industry, uh, current music industry. And uh, I'm really, really excited for him. I think it's going to be just a wonderful journey of him to like kind of do some self-discovery and also learning the tools and techniques that he'll need to be a fantastic worship leader. Uh, and he kind of unfolds what his next steps are and what he's really envisioning for the next few years of his life. And uh, we also talk about this really interesting um, concept where he kind of felt led to one industry, but felt called to another industry. And he had to make a decision whether he was going to be following kind of what he wanted from his life or what he really felt God wanted from his life. And so it's a really fascinating conversation. And I'm sure um, other people have had that same kind of um paradigm in their lives where you're just not quite sure but you have to make a decision and i mean time goes by so quickly with some of these big decisions you make and uh and so bobby shares his passion for leading a church into worship and uh and and i'm just so excited i hope that you get a lot from this and of course if you want to connect after if you have questions about uh, any of this stuff just contact me uh on any of my social instagram facebook and twitter and uh, of course, leadwellfromthestart.com. And uh, yeah, I hope you really, really enjoy my conversation with Bobby Lane. Bobby, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, I always like to start by just talking a little bit about how we met. Mm. But uh, I, th- I actually think you and I met in kind of a funny way. Yeah, in a really weird way, yeah. Because, and I'll just say from my perspective, we both went to the same church for so long yeah and uh i was starting to kind of serve in the church and uh your dad is on staff there mm-hmm. but i think it was when you were in grade 11 my something about you like you was put on my radar so i like no, started noticing <laughs> started noticing you, uh in this big church that we went to and uh yeah. uh i think i don't exactly remember do you remember like a specific time that we actually met I, I don't remember a specific, I remember hearing about you 
but I do because I remember when you started dating Taryn. Okay. And this was back when I was. I'm not sure when you guys started dating, but I still I still remember, and I don't know if I remember this, but I remember like it being the new news that Taryn had a new boyfriend, and then walking past the auditorium and seeing you, her, and her dad all speaking together, and me being like, "That's Taryn's new boyfriend." And then we hadn't talked like for I I don't know how long you guys you did. It's probably two years, yeah, or a year. Yeah, so we didn't talk forever that like whatever that time was. But you know, I don't remember a specific time meeting you, but um, it kind of just all started when I kind of like you said, grade eleven, when I started kind of getting into worship on Sunday mornings. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so you kind of joined the worship team. Or at least you started like coming to practices. Practicing. Yeah. yeah. They started with practices. That was right. Yeah. yeah. Like grade 11 ish, something around there. And then yeah. I just started hearing that you were into fashion. Yes. And, yeah. and that, and I remember you telling that you wanted to go to Ryerson possibly. No, no. I did. Yeah. Ryerson. Yep. That's Ryerson? Yeah. I wanted to go to the fashion program there. Yeah. And I had friends who went to Ryerson. It's such a cool school. Mm. And oh, so yes. I remember yeah. telling you all about, yeah, Toronto's like amazing and this yeah, whole yeah. thing. I told you about buildings that I liked. Yeah. And, and then you told me about your friend who is the head of a department in New York for a certain company. Yeah, for Club Monaco or something. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. That's funny. I forgot about that. So I was yeah. just so pumped for you. I was like, not a lot of people your age and not yeah. a lot of dudes your age. Uh, yeah. And, and probably not a lot of Christians your age. Uh, no, no, we're yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I'm really passionate about fashion. I'm going to get into fashion. Yeah. Yeah. And I just always thought that was so cool that you were like willing to, oh, thank you. You know what I mean? Like go outside <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. uh, it was, that was really cool. Thank you. Cause I yeah, kind of no, like was... fashion a little bit too. You yeah, know? no, you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was, that was something I was really into. I mean, still I am, but very into like designing back then and whatnot. Do you feel like your um, passion has kind of matured in the sense of like, as in like change and that kind of stuff or yeah 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 100% i think my passions i think when i originally wanted to be a fashion designer i don't think i really understood all what it was and i had a passion for fashion like i enjoyed dressing the way i did but um i never found myself like like sitting down like a sketchbook or like at a sewing machine trying to make a clothing like, like that i like the idea of it but i didn't enjoy doing it. i didn't enjoy the process in doing it mm -hmm. so yeah i'd say that my 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 um the, yeah it has matured in the sense that it's changed i think over into things that i've realized that i actually really do enjoy with all my heart like yeah. music and writing and whatnot right i but think yeah, there, 100 i think there was a time that you put a i think you put a video out somewhere mm -hmm. And Taryn and I heard you singing and yes, we were yeah. like, man, like he's got a voice <laughs> and you played and you, I think you were playing a Ed Sheeran song. Uh, and it was just great. Probably. <laughs> and so then I think you started to join the worship team and Taryn and I were yeah. like really involved in the worship team there. So tell me about, just kind of tell me the whole story of like how you got involved in the worship team and, uh, and how your heart has developed for being a worship leader and just like, that whole journey yeah well it started a lot in well actually starting grade nine when i was in youth group and we had we had the worship team there and um i started playing i can remember it's funny thinking about it but i was extremely nervous to just play like i just play guitar in the back and i'd play it was with uh laura beckers or yeah laura beckers and um I was, I'd play with her and it was just the two of us. And from grade nine, I went from grade 10 to grade 11, kind of playing just guitar on the back. And I can remember grade 10 singing for the very first time at youth group. 
while it started with worship. And then that's when in grade 11, it kind of became, they, like people were like, okay, well, now you're going to lead this like this because they had all gone right now. I was the only singer left. So by the end of grade 10, I got comfortable kind of singing in front of people. And worship was something that I loved because it kind of became a more regular thing doing it on Sunday nights, like every other week or so. Um, and then I think when, where I really found passion for worship was the very first time I led on Sunday morning, which I never thought, like, I honestly never thought I was ever going to do that. Like the thought of it scared me. I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to say yes to doing that because that's just too, too much for me. Um, but we did a youth led service and we did the youth led service. And that's when I realized, wow, I really love doing worship. I love being like, not being on stage, but leading a, a large congregation and hearing the voices, right. And, and, and being able to, to worship as a community, which was something that I think blew my mind. Cause I had never heard so many voices of being the leader of worship because that youth, it was always just a small congregation. Right. And then, um, that's when in summer I kind of did worship a bit more. Andy kind of started to get me up there a little bit more and I, I kind of got like, got to learn the ropes. And that's when I began leading, um, leading that, that summer up on stage a lot more. And that's when I think my passion for worship really develops. And that's when I first realized I was like, I don't want to go into fashion. I want to go into to worship. Cause I think it was, I don't know. I think it was just knowing that I love music. You know, I love writing. I love playing guitar. And I also, you know, whatever I want to do, I want to combine it with God. Right. And that's, you know, fashion was, I was trying to combine it with God as well, but I realized that I loved music so much more. And then, you know, what better way to put it with God than with worship music. Right. What do you think came first? The, uh, the passion for, uh, helping people encounter God Mm. or the passion for just playing music? I think I would say the passion for playing music probably came first for the reason that when I started playing music, I would have been grade. Well, when I started actually learning like more, it would have been grade seven ish. So that's when I think, you know, I was a Christian, but I wasn't a super strong Christian. Right. And the friends I surrounded myself weren't obviously believers. And, you know, we were all very immature in our faith. And I think that's where, I would honestly say that it wasn't until this past year that I, it kind of um, became the whole idea of the passion for connecting others and that, and, and, you know, connecting them to Jesus and whatnot. I think that I didn't really understand, I guess, the weight that a worship leader has, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Of kind of not say, not bringing people to Jesus in the sense that, oh, like it's all, what was me, but having that, that weight on them saying, you're the one who's leading the congregation, you're the one leading. So yeah, I would definitely say the passion for music came first um, Mm -hmm. in, you know, being an immature believer at first, right? I love, I love the word uh, mantle to be a, Mm, to be a worship leader. You have a certain mantle on your life. Yeah. Uh, I like that. It's a calling. It really is. And it is a responsibility too. No, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And so you started exploring that, um, that musical talent for like several years even um, before. And that's also, I think really cool that God uh, will give people his a talent and let them kind of explore through it and figure out their tone. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is super interesting because music was honestly something that be um, like being a worship, like, like leader, pastor, what have you. Like I, that was never something that I was ever going to do. And I can remember sitting down um, at lunch with Andy and he was like, so what are you going to school for? And I said, well, fashion. He's like, Oh, I thought you were going to worship ministry. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And then, you know, four months later, there I am saying I want to go full hard, like full headed into worship ministry. Right. So it is interesting how, yeah, 100 percent how you explore kind of your passion and then you realize 
wow, this can be combined for God's glory so so incredibly well, right? And so incredibly special. But yeah. So in grade twelve, you had a co-op with the worship director at Temple. Yeah, yeah, how and did, it went really well. How did that kind of come together? So that, um, well, I that was so that was a school, obviously a school-oriented thing. And um, no, it went really well. It was it was at first not going to happen, which um, was interesting. And I actually switched classes um, at the end of grade eleven because that's when I realized, wow, I want to go into worship. And so I wasn't planning on doing this co-op. And I was like, no, I want to do that because that'll that'll further my learning. And no, it went really well. It was I think the coolest part about it was being able to um, go from leading worship and conversing with Andy here and there about it and saying, okay, here, here are the songs. And he'll say, okay, this is something to help you. And then I went on, but, but being in this co-op, it was like, well, I was with him every single day. Mm-hmm. So now it was like, okay, let's sit down and have an entire discussion about this Sunday. Let's sit down and have an entire discussion about what worship is mm-hmm. rather than just like, here's some songs, go play them on Sunday. And if in, in that sense, I think I learned a lot about that worship is more than just six songs on a Sunday morning. Like it's not just getting up there and singing. It's, it's this whole idea of, of where's your heart at? Where's your, you know, where's your mind at? Like, you know, how are you living in the week? How pure are you? How, you know, and all these different kind of things that I, I never really thought about before, you know, the co-op. And that's what, what kind of Andy opened me up to was like, no, like worship leading isn't just a Sunday morning. Worship leading is an entire life. Yeah. And that's a commitment you make to God. And, you know, if you're not going to make that commitment, then you can't really make a commitment to being a worship leader, right? He gave you a but, lot to chew on. Yeah. He did. And that was the cool thing about it is it, it was a lot of walking away from those conversations and being like, okay, how can I better myself as a worship leader? Like what steps can I make to, to make myself a better Christian or better worship leader? Right. But no, it was a really interesting co-op and it was, it was very, very like very helpful. Yeah. So then you probably had the opportunity to uh, do a lot of the like administration side of worship, yeah. especially worship leading in a church context where you're like yes. on planning center and you're like, yeah printing cords and that kind of stuff too exactly yeah well the one thing and i i always say this to people and the one thing that i learned is is that it seems to be that like leading anything is like 90 percent behind the scenes and 10 percent you know in front of the scenes because like all week it was you know practicing these songs and that's what andy said he said god requires excellence so it's it's sitting there and going over the songs so you memorize them and, and know them so a congregation can't even follow you, right? And, and it's, like you said, printing chords, planning things, switching around songs last minute, right? And I'd never realized that that was such, like, like it's like, and it's almost one of those things where, I mean, I guess in my human mind, it was like, I'm not really getting recognized for this, but that's kind of the whole point of it, right? It's, that's a, yeah, and I never really thought about that either. Like, yeah. <clears throat> there is a bit of a, you know, I'm the tireless um you know, behind closed doors, I'm working so hard and all people see is this musician, this yeah. artist, yeah, you know, like how he's just yeah. an artist. Yeah. yeah. No, hundred percent. And I think from that, I was able to learn a lot about like this, you know, it isn't about showing everybody, look what I can do because in reality, if what I can do behind the scenes glorifies God, then, you know, it's all about glorifying and exalting him as much as I can. Right? But Have you ever had yeah. a moment on, kind of on stage in a worship service where uh, you just really felt like, yeah, like confirmation, like this is what I'm meant to do. Well, I think, I think at first it, it was hard because I was always very nervous about going up and it wasn't like, there was no comfort on stage. And I think um, as I matured in my faith the past year, there was a lot of times where um, I learned a lot in my faith of um, just different things that I didn't realize before. And, and one of the things was, 
uh, like how how great God is and how mighty He is. And I was listening to a, a, like a sermon that Francis Chan discussed this whole idea of when Isaiah saw him, you know, his robe flowing over the temple, and then Isaiah was on his knees, and and you got the angels screaming, "Holy, holy, holy." And I think that was one of the times where I had a confirmation that this is what I want to do because I had watched it that Saturday night and I was leading the next Sunday and I got up there and um, it was just one of those things where I was like, God, like, like it was just overwhelming of him being there and, and thinking like, wow, like God, you blessed me with these, these talents. I've been told I'm a good leader, but yet none of it's mine. It's all yours. And after learning about what Francis Chan talked about of, of him being this mighty God who we don't deserve at all. I was like, like you've given me these talents. So of course I want to give them back to you. And I think that was confirmation of saying like, like, God, these are yours. This is obviously what I'm passionate about. So I want to use it for you, right? But no, yeah, there's been a lot of moments on stage where it's, it's. I think the biggest thing that's that's been, you know, that always hits me is is hearing the congregation and, and being able to step back from the mic and, and think that this could be my, my profession of like worshiping God all the time. And it was like, you know, music is the way I worship and, to that to be able to be a profession of mine i think is just you know definitely insane it's yeah 100 yeah. very yeah. very cool uh do you do you come from a well you do, you come from a musical family right uh yeah so my my mom is like she plays piano and she has a, an amazing voice and my dad sings but he's not like a singer um but mostly mostly my mom's side is, is they're very musical and yeah very very musical i remember mom. when i was leading on that team and your your mom does have just like an amazing voice she does and, uh, yeah, just such confidence does. behind her voice when she sings so mm. cool. and so you've led worship with your mom now haven't you i have yeah yeah and it's a really it's, it's been a really cool like definitely a blessing from god to be able to do that i think is, is a really cool thing yeah i love to uh, ask people like um what is your yeah like what is your family dynamic like does this kind of stuff come up at the at the dinner table do you talk about leadership like uh do your do your parents feel like this is kind of a call in your life at this at this season and uh what's that kind of like at home mm-hmm. yeah no definitely it's well like a lot of us are like all of us are like very closely knit and a lot of uh, all of us are very I think like my sister has her own idea of ministry. My dad has his own ministry, which my mom is part of and that kind of stuff. And so in that sense, I think whenever we have that idea of like, Oh, like, like I kind of think this might be my ministry. Like, like we all tell each other and and we all get very excited for each other. Um, So it's definitely one of those things where, um, yeah, the, the, we definitely discussed a lot of, you know, leadership and that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, in my case of being a worship leader, um, when I went to my parents and told them, they were very like, that's like definitely where we see you being called. And they, and they were very, they were much more happy about that than the fashion designer. But because when I told them the fashion designer, they were very hesitant about it. And, you know, for the longest time I thought that's where I was going, but they knew kind of the whole times that that wasn't where I was supposed to it's, be. Right? Yeah. Isn't but, that funny how parents, they can see in the future? It is. I don't know they how know. they do that. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's like a magical power. It really is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. So they definitely are very, like they, um, we discuss a lot about um, ministry and I think, you know, worship in general, like worship specifically is, is very something that I bring up. And I think, you know, they're definitely very involved in the sense that, you know, whenever I have kind of a new view on something in the church or a new view on worship or, or something that I kind of think about, I take it to my dad and my mom and say, this is what I've kind of been thinking, like in what I've been learning, this is kind of what I feel like God's putting on my heart. What do you think about this? Or, you know, what do you right? And, um, 
and obviously, you know, it's, it's been nice, obviously, having my dad, you know, because he's been able to teach me a lot of things in terms of leadership and taking me to different things like leadership, can, like like conferences and whatnot, right? Your dad, for, for our listeners, your dad is, uh, he's a youth pastor, but he's been doing it for yeah. nearly 30 years. Yeah. So he's he's got a lot of experience and uh, a lot of wisdom, a lot of wisdom yeah. just a great man. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And that's why I think... It's definitely been a blessing to have a dad like that, 100%, because I think in a lot of, um, you know, in a lot of the things in worship, but also the frustrations I've had in doing worship, because um, there's been a lot of things where I think leadership on other people's parts, you know, I, I think you just in general, you're just like, wow, like, like that's kind of frustrating. And it's it's tough to go on that alone, right? And my dad being a minister for, like you said, like 30 years, he understands that kind of stuff. So going to him about that kind of stuff has been um, cool. And I think... The comforting thing about going to him about that stuff is you don't mellow in that kind of frustration. It's one of those things where if you have a believer who's like, you know, yeah, I get your frustrations, but soften your heart, like, like pray to soften your heart, look towards God. This is what the Bible says about this. Like, like guard your heart from that anger because that'll drive you nuts. Right. So, yeah, so definitely there's definitely, yeah. So it definitely comes up at the dinner table and, um, they're both very supportive of it. And I've had many people come to me and, you know, I had one of my best buddies and my girlfriend, I told both of them that worship leading is what I want to go into. And they both separately said, like, when you told me you're going to fashion, I knew that was not where you were called, um, which was major confirmation because they're both spiritual people. And I was like, wow, that's really cool that, that you know, God put that on your heart to tell me, right? But It's yeah. so cool yeah. to, yeah, when there's people who you trust who can uh, kind mm-hmm. of speak in and, uh, at the right time, tell you, uh, yeah, I never really saw that for you anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> at the right time. Yeah. Uh, I'm on yeah, the opposite. I, I, I'm such a, I'm such an op, uh, optimist. When people say, "Hey, you know, I yeah. feel like I'm gonna do this," I'm like, "That's amazing! Here's all the amazing things you could do." Right? Yeah, no, I'm very similar. But uh, yeah. when when I'm also equally as excited for people to change directions, and I think God is too. Like, yeah. he, uh, you know, he, he gives us. Um, he gives us this whole life that we get to kind of ebb and flow through yeah. and, and end up uh, fulfilling a call, which is really, really cool. 100%. Which is really cool. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, mm-hmm. When we caught up a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, I think that was the first time where you started telling me about kind of the next steps in your, in your ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people who are in their 20, early 20s or even under 20, uh, have no idea what they're going to do with their life. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I know but uh, we sat down and we started talking. It was like five minutes and you were like, yeah. And so seven years later, I'll do this. And <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just yeah. tell us a little bit about what God's put in your heart for uh, kind of the next few years of your journey. Yeah. Well, um, as you know, the going to Fanshawe for the music industry arts um, and learning. Um, well, that was a school that I didn't think I'd get accepted to. And, was one of the schools where I was hesitant because I was like, it's not a Christian school. Nothing about worship is going to be taught to me. Is this a good thing for me to go to? And I remember praying to God and be like, God, if, if I get accepted to this, like, like, like if, if you want me to go to this school, let me get accepted because it's a hard school to get into. And I don't like, I don't have the talent to get accepted into this school. Like it was one of those things where I was like, if I get accepted, I'll be like the lowest of the lows of the students. No, um, you are really, really God, good at music though. Seriously. <laughs> Our listeners are like, you. well, what's he doing? But I'm like, yo, <laughs> He's really talented. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Um, 
but when God let me get into this program, I was like, okay, so this so is where you, you did want me get to go. in. I'll, I'll... I think maybe I didn't know that. I got in. Very yeah. Good. Congratulations. Yeah. No. So I got in. Thank you. Yeah. And so I'll be there for two years, and basically let's be learning about um, songwriting, performing, which is you know the kind of whole idea of just getting comfortable on stage and and um, production and whatnot, and this kind of the whole scope of the music industry to understand you know how it runs, the way it runs, and which would be interesting to learn to apply to a Christian ministry, right, or to a ministry. Um, so then after that, uh, take a year off and then go to 10,000 Fathers, um, which we which we discussed and, and uh, doing that for um, the duration of it and getting that kind of like worship background and then going to Chicago for uh, for my master's in that. Um, so, yeah, so it's that's the schooling part of it. And as of now, that's kind of where I, had, I have it lined up. But in the past, I've had a lot of things lined up like Ryerson and, and been set in a lot of ways. And I find whenever I'm set in my ways, God's like, done this is something better I have for you, which is, you know, I think really comforting yeah. and cool. But mm-hmm. um, really my whole goal, and I think going through worship school and whether I go through school whether or not, like whether it, it happens before I go to school, whether God changes the whole timeline, my biggest goal is to start um, uh, like a worship group. Uh, in Canada and, or in the States or wherever God calls me. But I think in Canada it would be cool um, to be able to have my ministry as traveling around and sharing the gospel through worship at different venues. And it just being um, a dedicated worship service, which I, which every worship service is, but dedicated in a music sense. And in the sense where it's like music and the arts, because I think we all have so many passions and talents, but we don't get to worship on Sunday morning like that. Like Sunday morning, we sing. And depending on what church you're at, you sing half-heartedly. And then you have, you know, you, you don't really have that room just because it's, you know, corporate worship. You don't really have much room for that painting or, or that dancing and that kind of stuff, right? So my my, my passion and, and where I think, you know, where I think God's leading me is is, is starting something like that where we try to roll around and, and there's a section for painting, there's a section for dancing, there's a section for this, section for that. If you feel like the Spirit's moving you, don't be afraid of, of going and painting a picture. Don't be afraid of expressing your way of worship because that's the way you worship God. And, and that's incredible because that's the talent he's given you, right? Um, so, yeah, no, I, I hope that that be, you know, my ministry. And that's where, you know, I've had a couple moments where, it's kind of been reaffirmed to me that I'm like, I, I think God wants me doing a ministry like that, um, which I think would be really cool. Yeah. Immediately when you start talking about uh, a ministry where you're uh, developing kind of intentional worship spaces for people to really encounter the Lord in a very creative way and, and even like a tour, like, and, and some of this stuff has been done before, but to be like a, a new iteration of it, or maybe a Canadian version yeah. of, uh, that's really, really right. sweet. Uh, immediately I start thinking, man, he's got to build a team. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, no, that's a hundred percent. Well, what I, what I'm trying to do right now is, is even starting now and, and building that almost like, like I think of Lord of the Rings and Fellowship of nice. the Ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all, <laughs> all around the ring and, and they're all set for that one yeah. goal of getting the ring into mortar. And I'm just a geek for that kind of stuff, <laughs> but, but it'd be cool to, to assemble a team who was like, well, our goal is like the the description of this ministry is is leading people to God through worship and 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 bringing the gospel to people through worship. But yeah, no, hundred percent. That's and that's where I'm starting is is trying to assemble a team one at a time, getting you know people who are who are on fire for it, not just half hearted. And the cool it. thing about ministry is that because uh, you're not putting that passion in people's lives, they're actually going to get that passion from the Lord. 
So uh, really all you have to do is build relationships and network 100%. and uh, ask lots of questions, yeah. which is really, really sweet. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. Um, me and my buddy, he, we haven't really connected too, too much, but um, we were like, let's go for coffee sometime and let's you know, talk about worship because we're both worship leaders and we're both young worship leaders. And, and for the longest time, we wanted this uh, worship night at Temple, which we didn't end up doing because it got too busy, but we were like, let's still plan something ourselves because at Temple, you know, Andy was too busy. He wasn't able to, which is, you know, understandable. He's got five kids. But um, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, this is going to take the leadership on ourselves. And, and we went out for coffee and we sat down and it was interesting you say that God puts that passion in people because here this guy was sitting in front of me saying, I want to do something really radical with worship. I, I wanted to go into nursing, but now I feel like my heart's with worship, but I want to do something that's, that's different. That's, that's incredible. And I was like, dude, that's a hundred percent my, like my, my passion. And it honestly felt as though, like we talked there for like two hours, just constantly about the stuff. And it felt as though God was just saying, okay, here's your first partner in this. Here's your, here's your first teammate in what you're going to start that's doing. That's incredible. And I was yeah. like, and it was one of those things where I was like, like, God, you just answered a prayer. Like I think like this kid's as, 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 as I'm fired for it as I am. And here he is, Isn't right? it so cool that um, when you're younger, mm-hmm. it's been my experience, when you're younger, uh, you say, Lord, I want something. And it's usually some material mm. thing or... Yeah. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's like, God sees a bigger picture, maybe you don't need that thing. Uh, mm. And uh, I don't know if there's a lot of disappointment growing up or something. There was for me a little bit. Anyways, then... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when you're older in, in your career and in your ministry, you start asking God for like some severe, big uh, things. And then he mm. starts answering them. And it's like, Which is, yeah. th- wow, <laughs> like that relationship, I right? Like, I, that I recently from? had a relationship yeah. uh, build kind of like that, where I was saying to God, you know, just bring someone onto our team who's like really, really like sees, mm. sees worship the same way I do. And really quickly after I prayed that, there's this gentleman at our church and I started talking to him and it's like, God, like, this is him. <laughs> it's super cool. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. so I totally know that feeling where you're like, wow. And you kind of get a vision for what this might look like in the future. And Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Well, it honestly, like you said, it's one of those things where it is like a wow moment. It's like, holy. Like you actually like, and I think, you know, obviously we all know God's there because we praise this wonderful God. But it's like when he answers something, it's like you really do care. Like you really are there listening and you really want me to succeed in this. You really want me to, to pursue this. Like this is something that you feel as passionate about as I do, which I think is just, or more passionate about it than I do. But that just shows that how much you care about me, which I think is an incredible thing to even like, it's unfathomable. So how uh, you have a big journey ahead of you. And I think mm-hmm. I really like what you said where it's all uh, it's all going to happen if God wills it to happen. And like, this is just yeah. one idea of how it might, how I might end up being in ministry. But, um, mm-hmm. what are you doing kind of right now to, well, I guess you, you are, you're doing these little, uh, worship nights and, uh, but yeah. what else are you doing to kind of like push into this call to, to like kind of explore it even more? Yeah. Well, one of the, so yes, the worship nights are one thing and, and me and this guy are going to start this thing called backyard worship, which is this whole idea of just going into people's backyards and worshiping. So um, cool. Just, That's you know, so cool. Which I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it was one of those things where I was just in my backyard doing a meditation and God was like, I was just like, why not do worship in a backyard? Like it's such a casual place and worship doesn't have to be a fancy Sunday church thing. Right. 
Um, so that's one thing that I'm, I'm working on right now is this whole idea of backyard worship, which I'm hoping will be one of those things that people are just like, oh, let's go to backyard worship tonight. Like, let's just worship in the week. It doesn't have to be on Sunday morning. Um, so that's one big thing right now um, that I'm working on. But um, I want to say just a lot of diving into books, diving into, you know, the Bible itself. And I think knowing that this is a reality, like it's not just one of those things, like it's, it's fighting the enemy. Like it's not just, and that's what I'm learning is, is even in um, different, the ways I, the way I live and the way, you know, I love others. And even at this day camp, I've been challenged, you know, halfway through the day when I feel like I'm going to plateau, like being a worship leader, I can't just decide to plateau. Like I have to say, okay, God, give me strength. I'm relying on you right now. You gave me your life so I can give you a couple more hours of my day. And that's one thing that I've been holding on to recently because I'm like, holy, like I need to not just fall into temptation and be like, oh, I'll get it next time or, oh, I'm broken, so it doesn't matter anyway. But really guarding myself from from what the enemy wants me to fall into. So that's one thing that I've been learning from reading books. And I'm reading Worship Matters right mm-hmm. now by Bob Coughlin. And um, he's discussing a lot about, you know, how as a worship leaders, um, it's, yes, what we do on Sunday morning and the way we lead on Sunday morning. But as worship leaders, we lead our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And um, Andy brought up the whole idea of how it's like, you know, whether it be with our wives or, you know, our friends and that kind of stuff, like that's worship leading. Like, it's not just the music aspect, it's everything in our life because we should always be worshiping God. And one thing that Bob Coughlin said in the book was this whole idea of we have to love, I'm sorry, we have to lead in love and loving everyone around us unconditionally to, to point them towards God um, in our love so they can worship him with us mm. in faith, obviously, and trusting that he will do what he does and stepping out in that faith. Mm. Um, and taking action in faith. And then lastly, in, in purity, in, you know, guarding our minds against um, temptation and whatnot and, and sexual desires, but also desires, you know, such as, you know, wanting the attention at, on Sunday morning or wanting things to sound fantastic, yeah. right? You know what I mean? And so different things like that, I think I've been diving deeper into because I, I think one of the things that this co-op, the co-op had taught me this past year was connecting my life to worship, not just connecting my Sunday morning to worship. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing that I'm learning is, is my life, my whole life is worship. And, and my, 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 I'm, you know, I'm to worship continually. And, and how much our lives affect our Sunday morning worship is incredible, right? And how much our weeks affect, you know what I mean? And how much we live for God affects. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's really sweet. Like uh, if during the week you're worshiping and you have a breakthrough, then when you're in yeah. front of everybody, you're celebrating for that breakthrough. You're not actually experienced. Yeah. Not necessarily, that's not the time for you, but you're leading other people to come to yeah. a place that you've already been yourself. 100%. Yeah, 100%. A couple uh, months ago, I was praying really, really hard during the week. And uh, and it, I was experiencing different little breakthroughs here and there, um, just mm. through kind of a hard time I was going through. And... Uh, um, on the Sunday mornings, we're singing, this is amazing grace. Right. Mm. And I just start weeping. And it wasn't because in that moment I was feeling like, Oh, this is amazing. But it was like three days ago, like God showed up in a really real way. And now I get to lead these people who are in the church to that place too. It's a really beautiful thing. Which I think it is. It honestly is one of the things that, um, you know, when I kind of lightly touched on that Francis Chan video, I had, I had watched, Prior to that week, I had an absolutely terrible week, and, and it honestly felt like the closest things in my life were crumbling down. And I got to the point where I was at this breaking point where 
it had come the closest to losing everything. And I was like, now when I say everything, I don't want to be over dramatic, but at that time, you know, something that was very close to my heart, I was like, that, that, it could just slip through my fingers right now. And that whole week, I was like, man, like, God, like, I'm trying to trust you. You really put me in a spot where all I can do is trust you. Like, I had no other option. There was no other way to kind of work my way around God, which I think we do sometimes. We work, we work our way around so we don't need to trust him, right? Because um, it, it feels more comfortable at times to have it in our own hands, right? And that Saturday, um, so that week it was leading up, I was, I was you know, worshiping that, that Sunday and my heart wasn't in the right spot all week. I was trying to trust God. I was, I was broken. I was worried. And, and I walked down to my mom watching this Francis Chan video and him discussing this whole idea of that, like God is this, this amazing God and that we don't pray in reverence and that we don't surrender our lives and that we, we pray to him as always a buddy. We say, oh, like, what's up, God? How are you doing? Thanks for the great day. And we fall asleep. But it's like, how dare we do that to such a, a fantastic God who's so incredible and, and so big and yet he loves us no matter what, which is, you know, how could we even ask for that? And um, I, he talked about that story of Isaiah and, and how Isaiah was basically like, I'm like, when he saw God, he's like, I'm going to die. Like, there's no way he's going to let me live because this God is so great and I'm so small and I, I've sinned, I've, you know, and, and the angel forgives him and puts the coal to his lips. And then Francis got on his knees in the video and he was like, man, like ever since reading that story and, and knowing that characteristic of God, whenever I pray, I spend 30 seconds and I think about what Isaiah must have been seeing and how big God must have been. And he says, I could never pray the same. And he was like, I'm going to give you some time right now to, to, to pray to God for the first time in reverence. And so while the video is playing, I got on my knees and I just immediately started weeping and, and crying. And, and all I could mutter out was, I'm sorry, you are so good and you are so holy. And that's all I could. And it came from, you know, it was one of those things where you could, you could feel like God inside it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it came from the stomach, not just like saying a word, but it was like, like overtaking and I was like, Oh my goodness, how dare I, I, you know what I mean? Amazing. And sure enough, exactly. I, I, and it was, and it was, it was such a God moment and it was, and sure enough, the next day I was leading worship and, and I didn't know that moment was coming. Right. So the next morning I get up there and I, I, I said this prayer to saying like, we're so broken, like we are so messed up. And, and it was one of those things I was like, God, you just put on my heart to, to talk about this. So I told, talked about it at the congregation and I had so many people come out to me afterwards and they were like, man, like that was incredible. Like that was such a spirit led worship, like worship service. And I sat there and I was like, God, and just like you had said, like you used my brokenness this past week and here I am sharing it with this congregation. And this whole day was just about you. This whole day was, was, was so like, you were so glorified and it, it is incredible how it works. Do like you think that. that people are longing for someone to take them to that place? I think so. I think it's, I think sadly in, in different churches and I think temple has, is, is still like it in the sense that I think worship is a very half-hearted thing sometimes, you know, when singing a song and whether it be awkwardness, cause I get the awkwardness, you know, it took, it, it brought, it took me a long time in my walk with God. Um, nothing that I'm further than anybody else who doesn't do this, but specifically because I think I'm a worship leader, it took me a long time to be able to lift my hands up in the congregation and sing with all of my might. But for the longest time, it was like, okay, what if I, if I blurt out this next verse, am I going to be off key? Like, it's one of those things where you do think about that in the congregation. Like, you think about that while worshiping. And I think people do feel that kind of uncomfortableness 
in the service sometimes. But I think when a leader does bring them to that spiritual spot, they're like, man, like this is so good. Like you think of different things, like going away to different conventions and the worship is just incredible. And you're like, you feel comfortable to put your hands up because everybody else is. And you get that kind of that freedom in the spirit and whatnot. I think, yeah, hundred percent. I think people are longing for leaders who are bringing them to that. But I think it just, it almost seems like it, it's hard with a congregation who's not used to that, right? Because it's it's out of their comfort zone, hundred percent, right? Yeah, and you'll you'll end up yeah. hearing the whole worship community. We all feel the same way. <laughs> we're all in leadership, and we're just like guys, like come yeah. on, get on your knees and worship the Lord. Yeah, put the hands up. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Hey, listen, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, I'm so thankful for our relationship, our friendship. I'm pumped for what God is doing in your life. I just think it's so cool, like. I don't know. It's like a lot of people just kind of go through life and you're like, I'm not going to settle for that. I'm going to actually do something worthwhile. Uh, and uh, I think that's, well, that means a lot to you. I think that's just super, really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, Thanks for really cool. Um, listen, I love to pray for everyone who comes on my show. Uh, Cause I feel like uh, God's given me um, a vision for helping other people to lead well from the start. And um what is a way that I can really be praying kind of intentionally for you in the next, uh, next journey of your life? I think, um, I don't want to be that difficult question and just say for trust in God. Um, but I think in, in certain aspects of my life of letting go and trusting God, of, of not holding so tightly onto things. And I think that's something that I've had to learn is, is, is going to everything with an open hand and saying, God, you take this or you leave it. Like it's your choice. hundred percent. I think, Ultimately, having the heart to surrender my entire life to God and knowing that it is not my own law and not getting caught back up in that aspect, like not get aspect or, or that that thought of thinking it's all mine, but think, but just but really, really just focusing on that thought that none of it is mine and, and trusting in that mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 And it seems like you are, you're, you're well on your way and, uh, I'm glad that you have a church family that is supporting you. Like that's really, really cool. Yeah. Giving you opportunities. 100%. It's a blessing yeah, from God. Really, really sweet. Yeah. No, that's honestly been, yeah, the biggest thing I've been thankful for is being able to lead at my age and being able to have that opportunity is something that is without a doubt, you know, a hundred percent God, nothing you know, in my power at all. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm. So- thank you so much for allowing me to come <laughs> on. I love it. All right. <laughs>